my comfort zone. I was doing just enough to get by. I was working on a job. They paid me just enough to keep me from quitting. And I worked just hard enough to keep from getting fired. How many know people like that? Blink your eyes that you understand what I'm talking about. I was parked. I knew I could do more. But when my mama died, it took something out of me. When I went through a divorce, it took something out of me. When, when my best friend died, it took something out of me. I parked. And somebody said that life is like an onion. You have to peel it one layer at a time. And sometimes you cry. Life's going to happen to you when you have a dream. You're going to get slapped around. And don't take it personal. Don't ask, why did this have to happen to me? Why not you? Who would you suggest? You want to give us some names, some email addresses? And don't tell everybody. 80% don't care and 20% glad is you. It's called life. Suck it up and move on. Get over it. It happens to everybody. Here's the other thing as you look at your goals and look at your dreams. When you're going through some stuff, repeat out to me please. When things go wrong, don't go with them. Yes, write that down. When things go wrong, don't go with them. When you're working on a business deal, you're counting on some money. Someone said you will get the loan and it falls through. You have an event and the people that you thought would be there and support you, they don't come through. Or someone turns against you or you get ripped off. It's going to happen to you. Happened to me. Someone stole all my products. My database, over 180,000 names and addresses. It's not personal. It's going to happen to everybody. It does. Eight out of 10 millionaires have been financially bankrupt. Walt Disney had seven, he filed bankruptcy seven times and had two nervous breakdowns. It's called life. But I got a saying, when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. You've got the power in you to do that. You've got something special. You've got comeback power. Here's the other thing. Let us say together, it's possible. It's necessary. It's me. Yes, write that down. It's me. Take ownership for your life. Nobody can live your dream for you but you. Nobody's going to take care of your business like you. Stop coming up with excuses. Don't give yourself permission to continue to live a small life. You can't fit a big dream into a small life. Give yourself permission to go for it, to test yourself, to challenge yourself, to live full. I like the saying, always strive to get on top in life because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. The reason you're here is because there's something in you that says, I can do more. This just can't be it. There's something in you. There's a calling on your life. There's something in your heart that costs you to get dressed and, and spend the money to go to seminar after seminar and listen to message after message and speaker after speaker. Because there's something in you that tells you this is not it for you. 
You have not peaked here. There's more in you that you are expressing. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of mankind. What's in store for you if you challenge yourself, if you persist and persevere, if you take ownership for your life. George Bernard Shaw said the people that make it in this life, they look around for the circumstances that they want, and if they can't find them, they create them. Create what you want. You have the power in you to do the more than you can ever begin to imagine, to control your destiny, to make a difference in our children, to make a difference on the planet, to make an impact. Let us say together, it's me. And let us say together, it's hard. Say it like you know it. Say it's hard. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hard. There are people who have seen their retirements taken away from them by the corporations that they work for. They were within two or three years of retiring and they had it taken from them. The number one entrepreneurs in this country now are senior citizens. The number one employer, number two, McDonald's and Walmart. And there's nothing wrong with those jobs. I guarantee you those people did not have a plan to end up living their lives at the end of life with those types of jobs. And they didn't have a plan like you have and while you're investing in yourself not to. And it's hard. There are people making choices between purchasing prescription drugs or paying for gas or a mortgage note. It's hard when you're working on a job for 20 years, 30 years, give them some good years, and then they come in and tell you, we've downsized. In other ways, other words, you have fired. And then you have to start all over again. How many of you know it's hard? Raise your hands, please. It's hard. And it's not fair. One of the things I like about T. Hobb is he talks about work and investing in yourself. It's not fair when people are going up against that kind of stuff to tell them just think positive and be enthusiastic and everything will work out all right. Ain't that kind of party. It's hard. Life will put some knots on your head. The first is to go after the things that you want. Let me tell you a story. So a friend of mine and I, we went for a run in Central Park, the Roadrunners organization. Uh, on the weekends, they host races. And it's very common at the end of the race, they'll have a sponsor who will give away something, apples or bagels or something. And on the, this particular day, when we got to the end of the run, there were some free bagels. And they had picnic tables set up, and on one side was a group of volunteers, on the table were boxes of bagels, and on the other side was a long line of runners waiting to get their free bagel. So I said to my friend, let's, let's get a bagel. And he looked at me and said, ah, the line's too long. And I said, free bagel. And he said, I don't want to wait in line. And I was like, free bagel. And he says, nah, let's, it's too long. And that's when I realized that there's two ways to see the world. Some people see the thing that they want, and some people see the thing that prevents them from getting the thing that they want. I could only see the bagels he could only see the line. Because the rule is, you can go after whatever you want. You just cannot deny anyone else to go after whatever they want. You don't have to do it the way everybody else has done it. You can do it your way. You can break the rules. You just can't get in the way of somebody else getting what they want. Rule number two. In the 
18th century, there was something that spread across Europe and eventually made its way to America called puerperal fever, also known as the Black Death of Childbed. Basically what was happening is women were giving birth and they would die within 48 hours after giving birth. This Black Death of Childbirth was the ravage of Europe and it got worse and worse and worse over the course of over a century. And these doctors and men of science wanted to study and try and find the reason for this black death of childbed and so they got to work studying and they would study the corpses of the women who had died and in the morning they would conduct autopsies and then in the afternoon they would go and deliver babies and finish their rounds. And it wasn't until somewhere in the mid-1800s that Oliver Wendell Holmes realized that all of these doctors who were conducting autopsies in the morning weren't washing their hands before they delivered babies in the afternoon. And he pointed it out and said, guys, you're the problem. And they ignored him and called him crazy for 30 years. Until finally somebody realized that if they simply washed their hands, it would go away. And that's exactly what happened. When they started sterilizing their instruments and washing their hands, the black death of childbed disappeared. The lesson here is, sometimes you're the problem. Take accountability for your actions. You can take all the credit in the world for the things that you do right, as long as you also take responsibility for the things you do wrong. It must be a balanced equation. You don't get it one way and not the other. You get to take credit when you also take accountability. Lesson three, take care of each other. The United States Navy SEALs are perhaps the most elite warriors in the world. And one of the SEALs was asked, who makes it through the selection process? Who is able to become a SEAL? And his answer was, I can't tell you the kind of person that becomes a SEAL. I can't tell you the kind of person that makes it through BUDS, but I can tell you the kind of people who don't become SEALs. He says the guys that show up with huge bulging muscles covered in tattoos who want to prove to the world how tough they are, none of them make it through. He said the preening leaders who like to delegate all their responsibility and never do anything themselves, none of them make it through. He says some of the guys that make it through are skinny, and scrawny. He said, some of the guys that make it through, you will see them shivering out of fear. He says, however, all the guys that make it through, when they find themselves physically spent, emotionally spent, when they have nothing left to give physically or emotionally, somehow, some way, they are able to find the energy to dig down deep inside themselves to find the energy to help the guy next to them. They become SEALs, he said. You want to be an elite warrior, it's not about how tough you are, it's not about how smart you are, it's not about how fast you are. If you want to be an elite warrior, you better get really, really good at helping the person to the left of you and helping the person to the right of you. Because that's how people advance in the world. The world is too dangerous and the world is too difficult for you to think that you can do these things alone. If you find your spark, I commend you. Now, who are you going to ask for help and when are you going to accept help when it's offered? Learn that skill. Learn by practicing helping each other. 
It'll be the single most valuable thing you ever learn in your entire life. To accept help when it's offered and to ask for it when you know that you can't do it. The amazing thing is when you learn to ask for help, you'll discover that there are people all around you who've always wanted to help you. They just didn't think you needed it because you kept pretending that you had everything under control. And the minute you say, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm stuck, I'm scared, I don't think I can do this, you will find that lots of people who love you will rush in and take care of you. But that'll only happen if you learn to take care of them first. And are you steering your life based on what you see? Or are you steering your life based on what you believe? You don't steer through the storm based on the conditions of the storm. You steer through the storm based on the solidarity of your faith. This too shall pass. When we see the dark clouds coming, let's settle the end from the beginning. I am coming out of this. I am coming out of this. Tell your neighbor, I am coming out of this. I don't know where the money's coming from, but I am coming out of this. Oh my God, I wish I had some faith in this room. You ought to make a declaration right now. I am coming out of this. I don't know what all I'm gonna have to go through to get to the end of it. I may have to crawl. I may have to cry. I may have to suffer, but when everything is said and done, I will come out of this. Because he's with me. He's with me. I don't know whether you're with me. I don't know whether you're with me, but I know I got at least one passenger. The Lord is with me in the storm. Don't allow the presence of the storm to make you doubt the presence of God. Accept yourself. Love yourself. Keep moving forward. If you want to fly, you have to give up what's weighing you down. Make peace with yourself before you move forward. Roy T. Benton. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up. As always, thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your humble host. No, I am your respectful host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, that just simply means Ed. Now, Pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the motto, the slogan, what we walk and live by. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play.
The quote we rocking with that I hope you will too at least listen to what I'm saying. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Oh boy, that is going to definitely fit fit today's mission. First question, really only one question to ask and two thought-provoking statements. First question, how do you see the world? How do you see the world? First thought-provoking statement, trusting your instinct even when you can't see the finish line. Trusting your instinct even when you can't see the finish line and the the second thought-provoking statement being park as you know that's inspired by les brown being parked today's episode is entitled trying to have sight in a storm trying to have sight in a storm well family i hope you're just as excited as i am today to jump into today's show i hope that it provides you the value that you are looking for that's why you tuned in how do you see the world i love how simon sinek uh really unpacked seeing the world i never even thought about it in that but when he gave that story about the bagels it reminds me so many times in life when People say they're tired of something, but yet they repeat the same actions. Mm. You see, when, he, when when Simon Sinek was saying about him and his friend in the line of getting some free bagels, his friend seen, or I should say saw the line, the wait time, the having to sit there and be impatient where Simon Sinek seen the actual bagel, the thing that he wanted, the thing that, Hey, is free. Why not stand here and go ahead and take advantage of it? See family. A lot of times we, we get in trouble because of the sight sometimes that we have in a storm. It's the sight that we see things one way and then we try to articulate that to someone else to have them be aligned with us to see the same thing that we see but yet they are unable to see that they see as Simon Sinek said they see the thing that is blocking them from getting what they want I'm not gonna lie to you and I'm gonna be just as transparent as I've always been since from day one family the storm is real there is no gimmicks there's no shortcuts there's nothing getting around it I am reading one of my favorite authors as you guys always talk about him Tim Grover and in the book the winning he woke me up on one of his chapters and if you don't mind I, I would like to kind of print you really a high level digital copy of kind of what I got out of it see he talked about it a part of the chapter of where learning how to think 
See, when we are in a storm, we we go and get consultation from everybody else before we first have the consultation with ourselves. meaning that we don't sit down to address what we think is going on. What is the root of this? Not the surface. I am talking about the root. How did I get here? How did I get in a toxic relationship? How did I get in a toxic work environment? How did I get and uh, doing something that I really don't enjoy doing, but I am doing it without a cause, without a plan, without a purpose. Why? See, we don't take that time to be curious. We go on a search mission, as I'll call it, and start talking to everyone else of how we should fix this problem. Now, don't get it twisted and or misunderstood or misinterpreted that it is good to have counsel it is good to go and seek wisdom however you need to first learn how to think see that's what Simon Sinek was saying that's what I mean excuse me what Tim Grover was saying in his new book winning if you haven't picked up a copy you need to go do that ASAP and I'm only saying that because of some of the jewels that's in there are unbelievable because I never even thought about this of how to think. I know it sounds so remedial. I know it sounds simple, but a lot of times we allow others to think for us. Like when you are in a storm, they'll tell you, well, this is what you should do, but yet they've never experienced your storm. I'm going to work with somebody today. Somebody is going to get this work. You see, when you are in a storm, my storm is different from yours. See, if you grew up in a two parent background and then your parents at an age of where like you're, I don't know, a full adult or whatever, and you are affected by that change of them deciding to go in a different direction. You it creates a sense of concern of, well, will I be able to do it versus someone maybe in a single parent background? They don't have that same understanding of why the importance of that unionship means so much. Okay, maybe that didn't get you. How about this? Well, when you are in a storm and someone is giving you consultation on something that, you know, they've never experienced or they have no plans on experience because of how they've avoided the storm see a lot of times family we can avoid the storm by taking pre by taking shortcuts or leaving a situation too early i am all about bettering yourself if you can't tell by the content of this show i'm all about pivoting i'm all about experimenting but sometimes you gotta do what god talked about in the book of job and just be still why Why, E.D., why do I need to be still? I want to get out of this situation. This is not fair. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't even have my mom or dad sign the permission slip for this. Why am I in this situation? There is something that you need to learn. And when you feel that you learned it, then your instinct will say it's time to go. Or better yet, when you go through something, you have the lessons or the wisdom to to actually be able to apply it to to be able to move differently. I was listening to this video 
uh, a guy that name is Vushe, uh, and don't ask me to say his last name, but uh, I started, I'm starting to study him because of the fact he said something that was really amazing. He said, I don't pray for like the material or the financial things I play. I pray for wisdom. And I thought that was, I thought that was empowering because with wisdom comes with, comes with discernment. Discernment comes with basically making better decisions. And I said, well, if you make better decisions, the, those things that you say financially that you want, the things that you say from a materialistic standpoint that you want, the relationships you want, they will, they're all based off of the decisions you make. Oh, I like that. You see, that's why I said, huh, how do I incorporate that into my life? How do I incorporate the understanding of wisdom? See, wisdom teaches you when you are in a situation or let's uh, let's make it more clear. You are in a storm. You understand that the storm is what it is now. When do I get ready to put on my, my my parachute to actually take the jump? Is it time to jump now or do I need to sit back and wait? I was actually having a conversation with a friend and he was talking about the frustration he was having where he was working. And I said, Okay, and as you know, again, if you haven't learned from me when I when I have conversations with my friends, I allow the first stage or the first step of the conversation to be a venting opportunity. The reason why I do that is because first I need to understand the information I need to know is this an emotional or factual situation see there's a difference an emotional situation is is that you go into a situation and you had the expectations of one thing but you were sold something different and because you were sold something different emotionally you either shut down or you start doing things that you wouldn't do in a good environment so once I understand if it's emotional or now if it's factual factual is hey these things are really truly happening and if I don't make a decision now or if I don't start planning for my escape now then there's a potential chance that I could be left behind see again difference facts meaning this is actually happening emotionally and sometimes you are seeing things that really may not be there so after I hear that 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 first stage and I, I gather the information very quiet, active listening, listening to what's going on. I then go to the next part again. And I borrowed this from, I forgot his name. He has a radio show, Joe. Uh, I say, so what are you going to do about it? And if they go back and say, well, you know, you don't, you can't understand and believe this is happening. I'll, I'll just let them go again. And then I'll come back with the same question is, what are you going to do about it? Because see, a lot of times, family, we will we will say we um, that, for instance, if you picked up a new skill or you went to college or whatever that is, that we will have the fear that we are stuck or as Les Brown talked about, that we will become parked, not realizing what was the point of going to learn that new skill skill set, whether you went to college or not, but what was the point of gathering that skill set and mastering that skill set or taking the time really to just build you up? What was the point of doing all of that? If 
when the time comes that you know your instinct is kicking in and telling you you need to jump, you need to take a leap and you won't take it because of the fear of of what may happen or the fear of having to start over again or the fear of having to uh reassure somebody that you're making a, a, a the right decision yet again as I stated at the top of the show that a lot of people haven't lived your storm and because they haven't lived your storm they're giving you consultation on a perception of what they believe they would do see there is a difference of when you actually do the training drills per se or better yet since I'm a basketball fan I'll, I'll use this comparison there was a guy when I played on a team I mean, prolific shooter. I mean, he would shoot the lights out. Uh, you give him the ball in in a in a in, you know in, during scrimmage or even just like pickup games. Yeah, it's. I mean, you thought St- Steph Curry had a shot. Boy, this boy could cook. And I was like, man. I said, I know he when he get in a game, he gonna kill it. Yet the practice of what he was doing did not translate into the game. What I'm saying there, family, is a lot of people are in practice. A lot of people are in scrimmages. But when it's game time, that information that they either been training or practicing on doesn't translate. And I've always asked the question, well, why does it translate? Because the reason is, is because they're not taking game type shots. Mm. You see, they're not they're not taking game type shots and putting themselves in a pressure situation. And so when the game actually starts, all it is is rhythm. All it is is muscle memory. All it is is just saying we're at practice. So family, when 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 someone is giving you that consultation, they are in practice. They are in a situation which they believe how it should go or they believe that's what it is. And this should work for you. That's why when I give you consultation, I tell you some of these things. I say, this is what I'm doing. Hey, look at this experiment with it. But don't do step by step of what I am saying, because it has to be customized to you. Your situation is different from mine, but there is is a fundamental foundation. The fundamental foundation is, again, going to the root and understanding why am I in this storm? What is going on here? What am I supposed to learn? You may you may learn that it's it's an it's an opportunity for you to take the courage that you've been wanting to take anyway. You probably didn't even want that job anyway. You just took it because it was convenient. So I was talking to my friend about that and I was explaining to him, I said, okay, again, what is, what are you going to do about it? And after the third time, it was like, okay, this is what I plan to do. I plan to actually get back out here and start looking for another opportunity. And he said, it's just frustrating because I really thought this was the opportunity. I thought this was going to be where I, you know, I finished my career and I was going to be, you know, just basically amazing here, but enough is enough. And I said, yes, I said, when you get to that enough's enough, or as my mother would say, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, there is nothing that anyone can say to convince you. Now you are trusting you. Now you are trusting that instinct. Now you are finally believing that you have significant value, even when those told you that you didn't see a storm is funny. People reason why a storm is funny, because it can be so cloudy, so dark where you can't even see anything that's in front of you but when it clears mm, mm, mm. 
when it clears, it's a whole different conversation. So that's why I'm always I'm always pushing for the whole fact of investing in yourself, learning a new skill. I don't care if you the top in your industry and what you're doing. Pick up a new skill, learn something. No matter of fact, I'm there's something called a uh, Skillshare that I'm I'm planning on investing in myself because I want to know. I want to get better. I want to get better at the speaking thing. What I'm doing now is I, I am being hidden. And as I'm being hidden to be able to develop this skill set now, at the same time, I have to be working on the other thing that I'm passionate about, which is business around sales and marketing, because I realize again, and I've shared this with you before family, that you in these days of times cannot just rely on one skill. I love project management. I love the work that I do within project management however society or what the the days and times we are living in has told me that you have to be multi-skilled purposed Ooh, i like that why i said that is because being multi-skilled purposes is, is that it forces you to continue to you know to continue to think you know when when someone retires from a you know a particular job the way that you keep your mind sharp is doing different activities to keep your mind sharp, which again, i.e. investing back in yourself and learning a new skill. That's why you have to never, never look at where you're at and always keep your, your head up and focus on where you're going. And I can't, there's no type of inspiration or excitement that I could provide you to convince you that, Hey, you know, you, it's going to be okay. It don't, it don't No, It's not going to be okay. It's going to require something of you that you don't want to do. You may have to, after you get out of work, if, if you having issues with a job, you may have to put in 10 to 20 uh, resumes, you know, after work, you may have to, if you're having issues in a toxic relationship, whether it's friendship or, or, you know, a, a relationship that you're in, just relationship, just just keep it general um, and it's toxic, then you have to figure out what does that look like? You know, because it doesn't make sense to have one foot out the door and one foot in. Make a decision and just and move forward. And that is going to be what it is in life. Family, when we when we identify, they always talk about the eye of the storm. I always say, you know, why do you say the the eye of the storm? See, when you are in the eye of the storm, it's it's hard to see everything that's going on. That's why it's important that you go inside and in, inside of you and say, how, why you have to become curious. And I love what Les Brown said when he said, I think he said it, 80 percent of people don't care. And the other 20 percent is glad that you you know, that is you. And I don't know if the percentages are accurate. Who cares? But the the analogy is true. A lot of people you'll be surprised how many people that genuinely care that you are going through a storm. You would be surprised that you would that, that how many people are truly there. That's why I said I don't really like dealing with people that haven't been through anything because people that haven't been through anything, they feel entitled. I like people that been through something. I like th somebody that's been through a struggle, a fight, you know, that had a that were was projected to go one way and life made 
pulled them a whole nother direction and they're glad they got pulled that direction because the way they were going was something they were doing to please somebody else. See, I like, I like to be around those like-minded people that have been through something that got banned, got invisible band-aids on them. Because what that lets me know is that they don't have an entitlement. If we had to sleep in a, a motel six, nothing wrong with a motel six, but, and get served what they call a continental black breakfast and it's oatmeal and some, and a banana and some, and an apple, they're not going to they're not going to complain because at the end of the day we have a goal to go meet we can go get the nice stuff the finer stuff no problem but yet and still i want somebody that's respectful enough to understand that when we're when we're chasing after the goal that we agreed on that you agreed on that you wanted to do it's not going to be something that's just going to be a straight shot it's going to be twists and turns and when somebody's been through something they understand that life is twists and turns they understand that life is an escalator meaning that yes you can you can try to skip the steps if you want to but as i told you before you may mess around and miss that step and when you miss that step then you we already know your face is going to have something on it it may have a little bump it may not you may be able to catch yourself with your hands but but however it is the whole thing is you're gonna have to take this thing step by step well family i know i kept you longer than you wanted to be here but i was dropping some heat and i just couldn't get out the zone i hope that you truly understand that whatever you're going through I'm not going to give you a cookie cutter or 10 step way to to be able to get out of it. What I'm going to say is now it's time for you to start trusting you. Now it's time for you to start betting on you. This is not your first time. If this is your first time through a storm. Congratulations. I say congratulations because now you're going to see how you measure up. Now you're going to get an opportunity to see is that thing that you say that you really wanted. Are you going to be able to stay committed to it? And when you do have a setback, are you going to just allow it to set you back so far that you can never get back up again? Huh. I'll leave you with that thought, family. It's your boy ED. I just want to see executions on disciplines and habits because we all know that creates uh, freedom. Peace.